Okay, Tov. Today's daf is daf Mem Ches. As we learn for Achenu Kol Beis Shon Asim Batzar V'Shivya, we're a little bit past the halfway point down on Mem Ches Menal at the two dots, right below uh, the beginning of the Tosfos Dibre Masel V'Tinfu Kelov. So <clears throat> Mishnah had said that if you brought your shore into somebody else's chutzir, you're responsible if it does damage, right? Ichnis Shoro. Mishnah had said if you brought your shore into uh, somebody else's property, and uh, they did damage without permission. They did damage. Of course, you have to pay. And if your if your shore was damaged there, uh, the shore of the Balabayas damaged your bit. That's uh, you know it's not, not his responsibility. You brought your shore in there without permission. Amarava. So the Gemara is like this. Amarava hichnis shoro lechutz balabayas bought his shore into Shimon's chutz without permission. The the animal dug there. You know, some animals dig their feet in and they start, you know, getting the dirt out. So he dug there a pit or a ditch or a cave. He dug something there. Obviously, you brought Reuben brought his shore into Shimon's property and damaged the property. He has to pay. Whoa, whoa. The owner of the chutzer is chayev if the boar. That Reuben, in other words, Shimon, listen yeah. carefully, Shimon is chayiv for damage that his boar did, and the boar was dug by Reuben's, by Reuben's shore. This seems strange. This seems strange. So Rashi tells us right away, that's only if after Reuben's shore dug the boar, Shimon was mafker his whole area. He was mafki, made it hefker. Ah, that's different. Rashi <laughs> says, <clears throat> Imhifka Rushuso, Rashi a little bit above, about halfway down on the page. Imhifka Rushuso, Afagab the Siv ki Yikra Ishbor, right? If he was Mafkir is Rushus, he was Mafkrit. And then the Gemara goes on back to the Afagab Damar says ki Yikra Ishbor. If a man digs a pit in the street below shore bore, not if a shore dig, if a shore, if your shore dug a pit in the Rushus Arabim, you, you know, we dug a pit there and walked away, you're not Chayev, you're only Chayev if you dug a pit there. But over here, he dug the pit in my property. Now, if it's in, he dug the pit in my property and then somebody fell in there, well, it's his, he did the damage, right? The animal did the damage or the owner of the Reuben, the owner of that shore should have done, should have, uh, done something about it. But over here, it's speaking about after he dug the bore and now it was in Shimon's Rishos, Shimon was now Mafker the Rishos, made it Hefker. Before he made it hefker, he should have made sure that there were no uh, nothing there that could do damage. There were no uh, obstacles there, and that's what happened over here. Keeping this lady from my since he should have filled it up and he didn't. Come on, he said, "Well, I didn't dig it. Fine, but you shouldn't have made it hefker. If you have a takali in your rishus, you have an obstacle there. You shouldn't have made it hefker for people now to get damaged." The Amaravas. That's an interesting point. That not 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 as you might think. It's not as simple as you might say. Again. Reuben brought his shore into Shimon's property without permission. And he damaged Reuben. Or Reuben tripped on him or whatever. He tripped on something. He brought his shore in there. And whatever he did damage to the to Reuben, or uh, either he did damage directly or Reuben uh, tripped on him or something, Chayev. So obviously Reuben is Chayev. Because, I mean, Shimon tripped on him. Then Reuben is Chayev. Again, Reuben brought his shore into Shimon's property. He hurt Shimon in some way, either directly or Shimon tripped on him. Then Reuben's had to pay. Ravatz, 
listen to this, but if he crouched, he lay down, if Reuben and Shor lay down, then he's potter. Why should he be potter? potter. If my animal, you brought your animal to my property and he went to sleep there, he lay down and we tripped on it on him. Why should you be potter? You brought an obstacle in my Rishos, I'm Rapapa. My Rabbit Shahir Bitzgololam means this that the animal uh the animal relieved himself and dung that he lived in Nitfu Kela Shalbala Bayas. What happened over here was the animal uh relieved himself, and when he relieved himself, he uh he soiled the uh the the, the garments or kalim of, of the balabayas afterwards. That's why you're potter. Meaning what what myth mean? <laughs> if an animal comes in, you bring your animal to my rishus, and he hurts me, or somebody tripped on him, or <clears throat> or he defecated right onto something and ruined it, then you're responsible for it. You were right there. Here we're speaking about where the animal relieved himself, and he left the dung there, which means it's like a boar, and he left it there. And later on, later on, the uh, owner of uh, his property, uh, got ruined. That's what you mean over here. <clears throat> Rashi says, afterwards, only the Kalim, your potter. If your animal left dung in my property and I tripped on and I got hurt, you're responsible. But if my Kalim got hurt by it, I'm potter. Why? Why? Because you're, you're right there. But over here, the Kalim, it's like you left a born my Rishus. You left a born my Rishus. A boar is only chayiv if it damaged a person or uh, if it damaged a person or killed an animal. Uh, but if it uh, but if it ruined kalim, kalim means any property that you own that's not an animal, uh, then uh, you're potter, right? So marvashi here is glolim and nitvuk kalim shal bavas. Davi glolim, davi glolim boar. The glolim, the dung is now a boar. Below, seen a boar shachayiv, but what's a kalim? Boar is not chayiv. So anichal l'shmul. That's good according to shmul. The amar kol to kol a boaru. Anytime you put an obstacle down, that's a bore. El Rav Damar Achimafker Michael Lemaimer. Remember Rav, Rav, we had that cheetah before back in the first pack. Rav holds that the only time it's a bore is if it's hefker. Here you weren't the, the animal that uh, that relieved himself there. Well, how is that hefker? I'm yes, I'm going. Most people, if their animal is uh, uh, the animal relieves himself, the dung is hefker. Nobody's uh, yeah, they should clean it up, right? If they're in public street, those are the laws now. But basically, it's considered hefker, and therefore, therefore, it's saying. So here's his point. His point is there are two two things that Rav has said so far that are interesting. And obviously, you come into my rishus and you damage me, you hurt me. Fine. But the first thing was is that if your animal dug a pit, and then in my property, and if he dug a pit and he hurt something in my property, either somebody fell into it, not killed, but uh, if he damaged a person or an animal got killed in it. He's responsible, right? Responsible because uh, it's it's my property. Whatever he did, he's uh, it's he can't. He, it's like ever. But if I mafker, if I'm shimon, if I mafker it, it's my responsibility. And secondly, if the animal dropped uh, dro- uh, dropped uh, glolim in the in my property, and later on uh, my kalim got ruined thereby, kalim, the Reuben, the Reuben, the owner of the animal, the uh, the animal that was came into Shimon's property. Is potter to pay. Yomarava, another Allah that he said in the first little wide lines. Yomarava, Nichlas Lachazabal Baishlabashus. Again, you came into, you came in, didn't say Nichlas Hechnashoro. The other ones are Hechnashoro. Here, a man himself, Reuben came into Shimon's property, Vizikas Babais, and he hurt him. He damaged him in some way. 
And again, if you damage them in some way directly, it makes no difference if you were intentional or not. You're always responsible. Or the owner himself uh, tripped on him or something of that sort. Right? He tripped on him. Um, that's what Husik, but he got, he didn't, you know, he didn't hand, uh, Reuben did not physically damage Shimon with his own hands, but he caused him damage, like he tripped on him. Chayev, then Reuben's Chayev. His Zico Balabayas, if the owner, Reuben, damaged Shimon, he's Potter. Amr Papa, In other words, Shimon came into Reuben's property in the middle of the night. And Shimon ran into Reuben, hurt Reuben. Or Reuben didn't see him and he tripped on him. Shimon's responsible. If Reuben damaged Shimon, he's not responsible. Says Rapapa, that's true, but it's only if Reuben didn't recognize that he was there. And as Reuben, I didn't know that you came in my property and I bumped into you and hurt you. But if he knew about it, he's, he's equal. If I knew that he was there, even though he was, even though he was trespassing, he had no permission to be in there. But if I knew he was there, I have no permission to hurt him. Right, my time, because Shimon could say, You have permission to throw me out. It's your property. You have no permission to hurt me. In other words, if you if you want to uh if you want to eject me, evict me, then you have permission to do that, but you can't take a gun and shoot me. who say these this idea that if a person comes in without Rashus, does any damage, he's chayev. Whereas if the owner hurt him. And the owner didn't realize he was there. He's Potter. Two people are both have permission to be there. For example, it's a Chatzar of Shutman or it's Rishus Aram, but they both permission. So they're both running in, in Rishus Aram, let's say. They have no permission to do that. If they damage one another, but if they got hurt, meaning one tripped on the other, then you're potter, your own, your chayev, even if you was, even if the damage you did was unintentional, if you did it directly. But if the other guy tripped on you and they both had permission to be there, they're potter. Time at a because they both had permission or they both didn't have permission, they're both equal. If one had permission, one didn't have permission, the bashus potter, the one who's there with permission, he is potter. Again, that's, let's say, Ruben's property. Uh, Ruben came into Shimon's property. Ruben was trespassing. Shimon had permission to be there. So if Shimon hurt Ruben unintentionally, he's Potter. Shalom Rishus, but the one who was there without Rishus, like Ruben, who trespassed onto Shimon's property, he's Chayev, even if he didn't do the damage directly, but the other guy tripped on him, he's responsible. Now for Labor. So we said, if this was, goes back to the case of Nagahu Shor Shabbai Chayev, now, this is speaking of a case that uh, the Mishnah says, it's talking about a case where you brought your shore again. Reuben brought a shore into the Chatzar of Shimon, and Shimon's uh, animal gored him or bit him, Potter. If he, if he gored Shimon's, then obviously he's Chayim because he was trespassing. Let's say your animal, your shore, Reuben's shore, fell into a pit, and the pit wasn't a pit, it was a well. He had water in there. So the Mishnah Nafalabaro Behivish and he he fouled up the smelled up the uh the he ruined the water that was in there. Chayef to pay. Nafalabar Behivish Maimov Chayev. That's what the Mishnah said. Nafalabar Bishmemov Chayev. Okay. So now Amaravaloshanashibishastapila. At the time that he fell in there, he he ruined it. He ruined the water. In other words, he was dirty, the animal was dirty, ruined the water. Avalachanafila, but let's say didn't happen when he fell in. The animal was clean. Maybe the animal died in there, and after he fell in, 
And when he died, he started to stink and that stunk up the water, putter. He doesn't have to pay my time. Have a shore bore, because this shore has now become an obstacle, right? By falling in there, the shore is the shore is, is now a bore. He's an obstacle. Umayim Kalim. Umayim is Kalim. Water can be Kalim. Rashi says, yes, anything. Um, all your items are Kalim, except for animals. But any inanimate object that you own, including water, is Kalim. So if the animals are born, in other words, if he fell in, when he fell in, he ruined it. Okay, he did, the, he did it directly. What is the characteristic of bore? That you make an obstacle and later on somebody, uh, it, it ruins up, it ruins somebody later on, it hurts somebody later on. Well, this shore is now a bore. Shore himself has become a bore. So he says, Rabbi says, it's only, the mission says that Yechayim is only if he ruined the water when he fell in, but not if he uh, if he smelled it later on, and you know he he, he damaged it later on because he stunk, um, right? <clears throat> so the Gemara now says, any obstacles of bor. Again, he had this question on Alf also. Rav holds that bor is only if you're mafker. Here, the end of the guy with the uh, Reuben, the owner, is not mafker his uh, his shore there in Shimon's property. This is what Rav must have meant to say. It's only if he got damaged, if he smelled up the water by his body that was dirty. But if he got smelled up from his smell because he stunk, in other words, if the animal ruined the water directly, as soon as he fell in, he ruined it. It got dirty and all that from there. Then you're chayev. But if it's from the smell, it's just the smell, you know, the smell ruined it over time. That's considered a grum and a grum of a zik and his putter. Of course, putter of a loser, maybe chayv ne shemayim. Now, let's listen to this. This is really complicated. You brought your animal, Shimon brought, Reuben brought his animal into Shimon's property, and he fell into a boar, and Shimon had some people in the boar, and he killed he killed the person in the boar. That's the mission. You pay kofer. Now, if you look back on Memdalad Amidbeis, we have there that when do you pay kofer? If your animal kills, not a person, but if your animal kills, if he's a mu'ed, then he's high of the misa, and he did it intentionally. If he did it intentionally, we said, mu'ed b'kabani, high misa and kofer. Mu'ed shlo b'kabani, high kofer, misa, if he did it without kavana. So over here, presumably, we're speaking about where he did it without kavana, because you say you're high of kofer for killing the person in the boar. Tam b'kabana, is chayv misim patim kofer. Tam shlobik kavana patim In other words, the idea is that a tam doesn't pay kofer. So what's going on over here? Is this what, what kind of an animal is this? You say if, you, if your animal fell uh, fell into the pit and killed you know, a relative or somebody in the pit, you pay kofer for killing him. Bamai hatamu. He's a tam. Tam doesn't pay kofer. We said tam if he did it intentionally is killed. If he did it, uh, if he did it unintentionally, he's not killed. But either way, he doesn't pay kofer. Bamai hatamu. He's a mu'ay lipo up an animal for us. In other words, it's very common for him to fall and he sees a person in a boar and he falls in there and kills him. Askinan. But mu'ay lipo up an animal for us. Askinan. So we're speaking about a mu'ay. That's why you pay kofar. We're not speaking about a tam. So if he does it all the time, intentionally, in other words, he, that's, what he, that's what he does, he should be killed. The animal should be killed. And meaning he should have been killed by a field kamaisa. That's what he does all the time. The animal, the animal sees a guy in the pit. He jumps in there on top of him. 
So the first, he did it with Kavani, should have been killed the first time. How did he become a muid for this kind of thing? And Rashi points out, you can't say like we said before, remember we said, oh, how was he a muid? He should have been killed the first or the second time. Well, every time the owner took him and he ran with him into the forest or into the swamp and he ran away from, from the court. They couldn't kill him, right? Because he has to be killed by a court. Here, it's not a court. It, it fell into a pit. Couldn't get out. You know, it wasn't that simple. It wasn't like you could take him out. They fell into a pit and presumably the animal itself is also injured, right? So uh, how can you give those answers? Well, well as I said, Demil said, you would hear about it if, if uh, nobody knew the husband of us. It has all the answers that we gave before. So how did this animal become a muay? He should have been killed. If he, if he, if he always does this, every time he saw a person on a board, he would jump in and kill him. So he, the animal itself the should have word, been killed. What is that? Uh uh. Yeah. Okay. So so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. It says uh, laboro. Sometimes it's lobbed off. You know, he fell into the pit. That's what more first is. But you'll see in a minute that it doesn't. That it's 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 a little bit different. You're you're right. That's a good point. But the Gemara asks a better kasha. Like you know, we should have been killed. Well, how do you get around that? Rabbi say the chazi What happened was this. Whenever the animal sees um, <clears throat> vegetation that he wants to eat. In a pit, that's when he, he goes in to get the vegetation, and then he falls, and he falls. That's what he's a muay for. He's a muay for eating. He's a muay for eating. In other words, he sees vegetation in a pit, he jumps in there, and then he killed the person. So therefore, what is he? Rashi says he's really a tolda of shame. He wants to eat. An animal is a muay for shame. And we learned before that when you're high of kofr, it's not only like you damage with horn like shore. Even Shane Arego, you said before, if Arego, if you have, if, if, uh, if, let's say an animal comes into somebody else's rishus, right? Uh, even even with uh, even with permission, the steacher, he went to steacher and he killed the baby there by stepping on him. It's chayiv kofer, right? It's chayiv kofer. Why chayiv kofer? He didn't kill with the shor. He didn't kill intentionally, but he killed. Intentionally means that you chayiv the animals chayiv misa. But he's but kofi yachayev even shlobekavon as we saw back in Memdalit. So Rabbi Yosef the chazi rukav enafal. Every time he saw York, he was a muet for that. There's a long Rashi here. The Rashi is the chazi rukah esavah piyabar v'lo bal echol v'nafal. The hachnafil lo chavan. He wasn't fall. He didn't fall down on purpose. This answers your question, Michael. He didn't really jump in there. He fell. But what happened was every time he would see food, he would go after it, and the animal wasn't that bright. And he fell in every time he saw food in a pit, he would jump in there. And and he would pay. Even though you don't kill the shore. And the same thing would be, we're talking about here. He's, he brings down that's by and he took him away and all that. So you say if you can't kill the shore, you don't uh, pay kofar either. But over here, this is a case of shame or rego. It's Shane in this case, but Shane Regal, Bachatzer Nizik, you pay Kofer, you pay Kofer, even though there was no intention to kill. The animal was just, what's the characteristic of Shane? That he was trying to get his own Hanoi, he was hungry. Characteristic of Regal, he's just walking along and he killed somebody. Fine. You have Kofer, Nizik, that's when Shane Regal's And that's what happened over here, too. The animal did not intend to kill, he intended to eat, but he was a muet for that. He was a muet for, uh, for, falling into a pit whenever he saw food.
So that's what happened over here. So again, the Mishnah is the animal's not killed because he didn't intend to kill. Shmuel says, no, very simple. Your question was, why does a cope, why does a tom pay? The animal's a tom and he killed. Why would he? And the answer was a tom. He's not a mui. He doesn't do this normally. But, he, but still, even though he killed unintentionally, nafal, like you say, pays chatzik kofer. So when you say you pay kofer, he means chatzik kofer. That's what Shmuel's answer is. Ula Amar, Ula says it goes like a basically the Amar Kaptar, and he also Kaptar from the Amar Karen bechatzar nizik nizik shalom shalom. He's not chayv over for boar or shein or regal. This is Karen. He killed, but bechatzar nizik he pays nizik shalom. Achanami kofer shalom shalom pays for kofer also. So bishlam ala Ula. According to Ula, this last opinion that says it goes like a basically, uh, the last opinion of Ula, right, that says that that, that you pay her. Why? Why do you say no? Could have been anybody there. Why do you say could have been his worker, could have been anybody there to, to emphasize that it's that he would have been Chayib in any case because it's the Chatzar and Isaac. He says, Karen Bechatzar and Isaac, Nezek Shalom Mishalem. Even if it's not Shane or Bohr or, or regular or anything else, he's do, doing damage. So therefore you say, it, emphasizing its father or the son to show that it's Chatzar HaNizik, right? That it's Chatzar HaNizik, because Karen Chatzar HaNizik, meaning that his father of it was, was in the pit. And it, it, that's not so I mean he fell on top. He, yeah, he fell in there, but he damaged him, on, damaged him with his, uh, with his, um, uh, with his uh, Karen. And because of that, Kofer Mishal, just like you say, Bechatzar and Isaac, Nezik Shalom Mishalim, Kofer, Hachanami Kofer Shalom Mishalim, because it's Bechatzar and Isaac. So the idea is you mentioned that it's the father or the son, they'll tell me that it's it's in his Chatzar. Ella, the Shmuel, but according to Shmuel, it says, oh, yeah, we're talking really about a Tom, right? We're talking about a Tom. Rabbi Yossi said, uh, Karen Bechatzar and Isaac pays Nesik Shalom. So, idea of the father, the son is to emphasize this is Bechatzar and Isaac. El Shmuel, but according to Shmuel, that says, oh, it's going like um, uh, Shmuel says that's Rabbi Yossi Aglili, uh, the Amr Tam Mishal and Chatzikofer, not the Rabbi Yossi Aglili, the Amr Karptarfan, not that uh, Ulus is Rabbi Yossi Aglili, the Amr Karptarfan, the Amr Karen Chatzar and He says, like Rabbi Yossi Aglili says, the Tam is Mishal and Chatzikofer. So, no matter where you would be, you would pay the Chatzikofer. If a Tam kills, he pays Chatzik Kofer no matter what. So uh, even if it was unintentional, he pays Chatzik Kofer. Whoever it is. In other words, the idea of Acher means even if it's not in the Rishus of the Nizik, even if it's in the Rishus of Rabbim, if a Tom kills somebody, pays Chatzik Kofer. The answer is Enachanami. But Urchana Milsik Tani says he, since he started talking about that he went into, Reuven went into Shimon's Rishus, so he talked about probably he damaged. Ruvain's uh, father or his son, but the idea is the truth is wherever he did the damage. Uh, if a if he fell into a pit and he damaged with his uh, horn, let's say, and he said that the Tom always pays chatzikofer, pays chatzikofer no matter what. Not like we saw back on Membov that a Tom doesn't pay uh, that a Tom is either killed or not killed, but he doesn't pay kofer. There we said that. Um, uh, ta- uh, that Tam bechavana chay misu pot mikofer Tam shlo bechavana pot mizem mizem. Not like this opinion of Rabbi Yosef Glili that Tam pays chatzikofer. And the truth is, he pays chatzikofer. It doesn't make any difference where it would be. Rabbi Yosef Glili, the other opinion is he goes like Rabbi Tarfon. You say Rabbi Yosef Glili goes like Rabbi Tarfon. Rabbi Tarfon is one who says that that a Shor or Karen bechatzar nizik pays nizik shalom even if he's a Tam. So the last two answers 
to both speaking about. The first answer he said is, how does this mission work? So one answer is no, he's a mu'ay. That whenever he sees food in a pit, he falls in there. So he's a mu'ay for that. He didn't kill intentionally, so he's not killed. But he's a mu'ay for that. And because he's a mu'ay for Shane in this case. The other two answers are no. It's a tam. It's a tam. But either goes to Gavisilu says the tam pays half kofar. In this case, it didn't have to be in the chutzner nizik. Could have been anyway. Or like Gavisilu says, but chutzner nizik, even if he's Karen, pays nizik shalim and he pays kofar shalim. The Mishnah says v'imnichnas b'shus ba'al chutzner chayv itmar. Rav says hilchas katanakanma. Shmuel says hilchas kavrebi. We go like Shmuel. Hilchas like Rebbe. What was the machlok between Rebbe and and the Tanakam in our Mishnah? When a man says, yeah, bring your shore into my property, doesn't mean bring it in there, but I'm not going to guard it. That's Rebbe Sheet. The Rebbe says, unless I specifically say I'm going to guard it, you bring it in, you bring it in at your risk. you got to take responsibility. According to the Tanakhama, no. Bring it in means I'll watch it. Rob says, bring your shore in, guard it. Shimro, guard it. You guard it. So his chayiv, if your animal, Reuben's animal, came into Shimon's property, did damage his chayiv, Reuben has to pay. Who's a potter? If Shimon's, if Reuben's animal got hurt, the trespasser got hurt, you're potter. The owner can, you can't hold the responsibility because they said you could bring your shor in, but I'm not responsible for it. If you say, bring your shor in and I'll guard it, ah, then who's a chayiv? If it's damaged, then the owner has, the, uh, the balachatz or the owner of the field, or the chatzor has to pay. That would be Shimon. Hizik Potter, and if the animal did damage, Reuben's animal did damage, Reuben doesn't have to pay because Shimon said, bring it in and I'll watch it, I'll guard it. So the Gemara says, I'll go for Kasha. Amr, for the first case, he said, you watch it, Hizik Chayev, Hizik Potter, because he said, the owner, the Baal Chatzar said to the Baal Ashor, you watch it, the Chayev Baal Ashor. Why? Because he said, you watch it. Shimon you watch it. The Chayav Balashor, the Balachotzer. Hastam, if they didn't say anything, he says, bring your shore in. Oh, bring you, you can bring your shore in. He didn't say you guard it. He didn't say I'll guard it. Mash Bastam, Chayav Balachotzer, who put the Balashor. The Bastam, Kabbalatrus, the Stam, they kept Nusa. That goes like the Rabbana. Amos Sefer, the Sefer says, Kanashrachaban, Niashmen, or I'll guard it. Hosek Chayav, Isik Potter, because the owner said, I'll, I'll guard it. So, uh, the owner of the of the shore is Potter. Time it because he said I'll guard it. Who the mechayev balachotzer Potter balashor because the owner said I'll take care of it. Hostam mechayev balashor or Potter balachotzer. The vestam melokonu rasa. So from the rishis mashman hostam the owner the balachotzer takes responsibility and the safest mashman that the balashor takes responsibility. Also, if he goes like Rabbi Damarchi Kabbalah balabayis etirusa lishmor to guard it. It's a ratio of one of a safe Rebbe. The ratio goes like the one of a safe goes like Rebbe. Amar Blazer Tavra Mishu Shanaz. You're right. It's broken. It's a kasha. Whoever learned the first one didn't learn the second one. The ratio goes like the Rabbanan. The safe goes like Rebbe. Rebbe says no. Kula Rabbanan. The whole thing goes like the Rabbanan who say that if I say bring your shore into my rishus, I'm accepting full responsibility. I'll take care of it. Make sure it doesn't get damaged. Make sure it doesn't do any damage. Kula Rabbanani. I do not have ratio. Shimus existent. The ratio says. You guard it. Or if you guard it, you're responsible. But if I just say, bring it in, I guard it. So since over there, I mean, if, if I tell you to guard it, you have to guard it. But if I if I don't say anything, I'll guard it. So because the ratio said there, Shimru, to show that if you don't say anything, I'll guard it. Can I say also, and I'll guard it. But the truth is, he didn't have to say in the Sefer, I will guard it. Because in the Sefer Stam, if I say Stam, uh, uh, bring it in, it means I will guard it. 
It all goes like Revi who holds him in a stam, you never guard it. If a guy says, Come into my yard, you know, I'm not going to guard it. You, it's, it's your responsibility. Like we just had before, Tafran holds that a Karen in the Chatzar of a Nizik, if he damaged with his, uh, with his Karen, meaning he did it intentionally, pays Nizik Shalim. Hilkach, Amrleshim, if he says, You guard it, you guard it. You can bring your animal, but uh, you, you have no, you're, you, you don't have uh, full rights over here. You have to guard it. So he has to pay the full amount. That's what he says, Yechayev, meaning if I say, bring your animal to my Rishos, but you have to guard it. It means this is not, this, you're not free to roam over here like it's my, like it's yours. You're not a Shutaf over here. You're in my Chatzar. You better watch it. Okay. And if the animal does any damage, even if it's a Tam, you have to pay. If you didn't say Shimru, if I just said, bring it in, bring it in, bring it in, I didn't give you anything. Right? I just said, bring it in. Meaning, when the when the Bryce said in the Seifa, right? if he says Shimru, in the Reish, he said Shimru, so you guard it. I'm not giving you anything. If you do any damage, you have to pay Nesek Shalim. In the safer where he says that what that that he's a potter, if he said I'll guard it, right? safer. In other words, in the in the ratio again, if he said Shimru, you guard it. I'm not giving you any permission over here, and your animal does damage. You have to pay Shalom. If he didn't say Shimru, lo amrle Shimru. Meaning, in the safer, he says, Ani Ashmerenu, right? I'll guard it, then I'm responsible. But if I didn't say that, if I didn't say you guard it, so effectively, I said, come into my Rishus. It's like you, it's like your Rishus. And I have the Chatz Rashutman. Karen B'Chatz Rashutman. Ene Mishalna L'Chatzi Nezik. The Chatz Rashutman is like Rishus Arab. We both have permission to be there. So if your animal does damage, Karen, Karen is a Tom, uh, Karen Tom pays Chatzi Nezik. So when he said that in the, in the, uh, that when he, when he didn't take response, when the owner didn't say, I'll, I'll guard it, and he said, just bring it in, what he really is saying is, okay, you can be here with him, no problem, no problem, but I'm not responsible for it, but if you did damage, since I allowed you to come in, it's like Chatz Roshutman or Roshasarabim, and you pay Chatz Nezik. So when he said, your Pots, or Pots doesn't mean you're totally Pots, or Pots means you're Pots of Nezik Shalim, you still have to pay Chatz Nezik. That's what Rashi says. Kula Rebbe, look at the Rashi right before the Mishnah, near the bottom. Kula Rebbe, the Seyf Adafka, Safest Afghan, he says, I will guard it. Yeah, then I'm responsible. Beresha, Beresha, Lo Tariq Bina, Hastama, Huzak, Chayev, Devari, Samanami, Huzak, Chayev, Huzak, Pat. And the Sam also, if he did, if Ruben's animal, the owner of the animal, did damage, he has to pay. If he got damage, he's part of it. I didn't look at the Shimru, but Chayuba Nesik Sholem. Tell me that if he did, if he did damage, pays Nesik Sholem, Kamar, in Huzak Shor, Shabala Chatzar, Hastama, Chatzin, Nesik. Sam, if he wasn't, if he wasn't, uh, if he, if he, Hastama means, if I didn't say, you guard it. I just said, you can come into my Rishus. You can come into my Rishus. The safest off. If I said, I'm going to guard it, fine, then I'm going to guard it. But if I didn't say that, I said, Shimru. If I said, Shimru, then you have to pay full full charges. Hastama, you pay Chatzinesik. Stam means not that you're Potter entirely. You pay Chatzinesik because now you're a, a Mazik in, in a Chatzor of Shutvin. We're both allowed to be there. I'm allowed to be there. And I said, you can come in too. It's like we're both in Rishus Ram. You pay Chatzinesik. For Karen, correct. We're talking about Karen. Shor shehayu meskavan lechaver. Now the mission, you know, the pasuk says, 
if two guys were fighting, right? And, and, and Shmos, he said, well, two people were fighting, and um, and uh, the, and uh, one of them hit the other guy's wife, and she lost the baby, right? Veloya Asam, right? And um, Veloya Asam, let's see if I have the Pusik over here. Um, I don't think the Pusik is right here. Let's see. No, this is talking about sure. I don't have the Pusik in front of me. Okay, but in any case, the Pusik says that Pusik says that if two guys are fighting and one guy hits the other guy's wife and she loses the baby, he has to pay for the baby. What the baby's worth, he has to pay that to the owner, to the father, to the other guy. Okay. Of course, that's Imlo Yasong. If there is no, she's not killed. If she's killed, then come Ramini, he doesn't have to pay because he killed them, he killed the mother. So here the mission says, what about by a shore? It says, Adam. If, if two people find and the person uh, by mistake hit the other one's wife and she lost the baby, you have to pay for the baby if she wasn't killed. What about Ashur? Ashur was planning, was, was had Kavana to damage somebody. By mistake, he hit the woman. She lost a child. Ashur doesn't have to pay for that because the if men are fighting, but if a shore was was going after a man <clears throat> to to gore him, and by mistake he gored the, uh, the his wife, the woman, and she lost the baby, you don't have to pay for that. But But if a person did that, that's must be the pasuk says. Okay, that's the pasuk. The chenish over here is that a shore does pays. Uh, the shore doesn't have to pay; only the man pays. In other words. Obviously, the shore doesn't pay. The owner of the shore doesn't pay if the shore damaged the woman and she lost her child. Kate Misham says, "How do you pay the mevas? How do you how do you assess the value of the baby?" Shemun says, "Shakamehi shiyafa adshol yolda, shakamehiyafa mishiyolda." You figure out how much was she worth if she would be sold on the market as a pregnant slave woman. How much would she be worth? Say one hundred and twenty-five dollars. And now, without the baby, she's only worth a hundred dollars. Because with the baby, she's maybe worth more because uh, you got another got another slave coming out of it, right? So Shemunasi's opinion is going to be discussed in detail in the Gemara. But what he's saying is, as in Cain, if that's the case, there wouldn't be paid anything because a woman who's not pregnant is worth more. When she's pregnant, there's a chance that she'll die in childbirth. It was very common in those days, right? So he says, MK, what do you mean? What do you mean? You say, how much, figure how much the baby is worth. Well, if she's pregnant, she's worth a hundred and a quarter. If she's uh, not pregnant, she's only worth a hundred. So the baby's worth a quarter, just the opposite. MK, I mean, if, that's, if that's how you're figuring, she shows she's worth more, so you won't get anything for the baby. You just figure how much is a baby worth. Don't figure out how much is she worth more with the baby. She might be worth more without the baby because she's not going to die. And there's less of a chance of her dying. A woman and child, a woman pregnant in those days, good chance that she wouldn't make it. If she's if, if she had the baby naturally already, then you see she's alive. Elishama said, Lotus coming, you figure out how much is the baby worth? The notes in the ball. You just said, What is this baby? What is this baby worth on the market? What happens if she has no husband? Now the the uh, money, uh, the Vlados belongs to the husband. That's what the Pusik says, belongs to him. So what happens if she has no husband? It goes to her. His, his, yours, and we had this uh, mission before, goes to his heirs, not to hers. Not to hers, right? Say her husband died. I mean, we said before that if a, a husband inherits his wife, but here the husband's dead. And now let's say 
and now you, uh, you have to pay for, now you damage the woman and you have to pay uh, the uh, the uh, Mave Lados, what the baby was worth, even to his heirs. How's the Shifra Mishtachra Ogioris Petura? Let's say, says here, Shifra Mishtachra Ogioris, if she was a slave woman or a Gioris, meaning she had no uh, she had no heirs, and we're speaking about where the husband also was a Gear and had no children, because that's the whole point. There, there, there was nobody to give it to. But you don't have to pay, because who are you going to pay? The money belongs to the husband. The husband's dead and has no heirs. Then you get to keep the money yourself. It's like a gear who died and had no Yorshim, and you owe him money. You get to keep the money. Rashi says, uh, She's married to a gear or to a freed slave. She has no husband now. Shemes, he's dead. Potter, Potter, the guy who had to pay is Potter. The damage of the mazik is Potter. In other words, wherever, if a ger dies and has no yorshim, you can grab whoever grabs it, grabs it. And here, the mazik has the money that he owes. He doesn't owe it to anybody, he keeps it in his wallet. She was free. He has no children. She's now free. There's no children involved. So there's no heirs at all. Then the, then the mask gets to keep the money. So the Gemara says, gets time to the Meskav Says over here, it says, if he had kavana, the shore had kavana to hit the man, to, to, to gore the man. And by mistake, he gore, he hurt the woman and she lost the child. Meskav Nechavero. Ha Meskav It's not if he had kavana for the Isha. Meshav you would pay to my blados. Because it says, a Meskav so you don't have to pay for the baby. hit the woman directly. You you wouldn't have to pay. You would you would have to pay for the If uh, oxen had kavana or shore had kavana for a woman to hurt a woman, even if kavana. In the Mishnah, it does not mean to exclude the case where the animal had kavana. Had specific intention to hurt the woman, even if he had kavana. The reason he's talking about having kavana for a man and he hit the woman, I did to the mist the safe. Since the safe is going to talk about a human being, a man, a Jew, that's what the Pasuk's talking about. Two people were fighting and he had kavana to hit the man and he hit his wife and she lost the baby. So, talking about an animal. The truth is, an animal never has to pay David Vladas whether he had kavana for the woman or not. Omar Papa. Shore that gored a shifcha, not a Jewish woman, and she lost the baby. It's simply a, a, a shifcha woman who's pregnant is like a donkey that's pregnant. You damaged my property. Shifcha belongs to property, not talking about a woman. A Jewish woman who was damaged by a shore, you don't have to pay for the blood. So it's excluded. Only men, or only people have to pay, not shore. But if a shore hurt your shifcha, Shifka is your property. It's your chateau, right? Belongs to you. So if there you would have to pay by us. My time of Hamas Abalma. So it's simply a uh, pregnant donkey. That's what he's damaged. We know the famous Pasik that uh, Abram said to them, He said to Eliezer, stay with the Hamor. Uh, a, a, a nation which is like the Hamor. There we talk about he has no Yachas, but that's the same thing over here. Kate Misham Dumas, how do you pay us? Says more the may vlados shvach vlados muloyle. What about the may vlados? It's not just the may vlados. What is worth more? Actually, the woman is worth more too. 
because uh, she's uh, healthy and she looks big and strong and uh, carrying, she's carrying, so she's worth more also. Because now that she's lost the baby, not only she lost the value of the baby, but she also is worth, she's worth less because she's not a strong, stout woman who can, who can carry a child. That's what it Right? How much do you pay for the blood itself and for the shvach of the blood? So there the mission said, you figure out what she was worth before when she was pregnant, what she was worth now, and that's the difference that you pay to the to the Baal, to the husband. You figure how much she's worth before she gave up the Kamiyafa Mishiolda. So if that's the case, you wouldn't pay anything because after she gives birth, she's actually worth more because now she survived the, the uh, she survived the uh, birth. That's a big thing because when she's pregnant, we don't know. Says my comer, what is what is what do you mean by Shimuel? So we Shimuel just as him came, she shows me Shabcha. Why? He disagrees with the whole concept. You say that uh, she's worth more when she's pregnant, both in terms of the baby and in terms of that she's she's worth more, that she, she's bigger and stronger and heavier, etc. She's worth more in the market. Um, just the opposite. Do you think she's worth more before before she gives birth than after? Uh, she's worth more afterwards. Ella is with why because she survived. Ella shamanes abloros menos in the bal. And what he means is this: like that's what that's what Shemuel said in the Mishnah, the top line. All you do is you give the value of the baby to the husband. She's worth actually more afterwards. Tanya nami hoch. We have a bride select you think she's worth more before than afterwards? She's worth more afterwards. You figure out what the baby's worth. Okay, so that's the simple shot that we have machlokas here between the Tanakama and Shemuel. Is she worth more before, and that's the difference that you pay, or is she worth after? She's worth more after. You can't say oh she's damaged now. She's worth more afterwards because she doesn't have the baby anymore. No chance of her dying. LMI, what do you do? You just figure out what the baby's worth. Rav Amar, Rav says no. When Rav Shimon asked the Kashi, he meant this. He says, do you think is only good for, for, for her husband? And she's not worth more? She's Her body's worth more too. Don't forget the shame and all the other stuff that you go directly to her. The blood goes to the, to the uh, husband. But all but her own body that goes to her, damage her own body goes to her. Right, you whatever the baby's worth, you give that husband. What about the fact that she is worth more when she's pregnant because she's been bigger and stronger, etc.? How can you split that? Split that between the husband and her. You figure out what she is worth, the, the damage done to her by itself, and her pain that she was caused by the by the um, by the goring, by you know, by by her being hit. The shaman and you figure out the vlados, and give that to the Baal. The shvach vlados choken, and you split the shvach vlados. What is the fact that she's worth more? The fact that she was worth more pregnant, you split that. This is You didn't say that before. This is kasha between the two. Before you, right, before Shemuel says that 
she's worth less. Now you say that she's you get the shvat lokasha. Here's the point. When Shemuel said she's worth more after than not, that's for the first time she, because the first time she got pregnant, a better, better chance that she, a better chance that we don't know that she's going to be able to bear the child and uh, and uh, give birth properly. So then you say she's worth more unpregnant than pregnant. But over here, when she's not in vicarious, it's not she's got giving birth for the first time. She's given birth already several times. So then she is worth more after she is worth more pregnant. She's improved, right? Because now uh, now you know that she could carry a child to term and she won't die in childbirth. Right. Um, so Nigamar goes on. We'll pick it up from here tomorrow. Mr. Shemwe goes on. There's not really a good place to stop here. We'll pick it up from this the peach sheet of Shemuel again tomorrow. From the, we'll start again from the Tain Nami and explain Shemuel and the Rabbanan. And tomorrow is Thursday. It's a short day. And Friday, remember, we start at six. Because Friday is fast day. Have a good day, everybody. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you.